Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Thursday episode of the show. And uh, Thursday night football tonight, Falcons, Patriots. Maybe you want to place a bet on that. Check out betonline.ag. That's the number one spot for all your sports betting action. And it's not just football. They've got basketball and baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. They've got a new updated website that you need to check out. And if you sign up today, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And BetOnline is where the game starts. Kyle, as you take a bite of whatever you have there, what's up, man? Baby snacks. You're eating. You're, you're eating a teeth. I know what that is. That's one of those teething. Yeah. 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 It all got crumpled up in the, the bag, because she's at the babysitter's today, and uh, I went to unload all the stuff, and I'm like, well, this is in a million pieces. It's it's effectively, one and a half of the wafers was just ground powder, ground into a dust, because it's all easily dissolvable, right, for choking hazard purposes. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can't give her that. I had it in my pocket and I forgot about it. And I'm walking around the house and I reached down and it's like, oh. The baby's not going to eat it now because mom's going to throw it out. So I might as well eat it. So me being the consumer friendly person that I am figured instead of just throwing this out and letting it be wasteful, I'm going to go ahead and eat it myself. You know, I've eaten those when uh, the baby was around, but I've never, never felt that type of urge, man. Well, it was just Great. kind of spontaneous. It's here. That, it's in my pocket. I, the baby's not going to eat it. So I need to. I'm, I'm just Sweet so happy carrot. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just so happy we got the crunch of Kyle just biting into the, the wafer on the show. That was amazing. Full effect. Needed full effect. So Chris has got a bunch of really interesting college football storylines for us to discuss. We've got a really exciting initial wave of senior bowl acceptances and so we got a lot to talk about here today chris uh why don't you steer us on what you want to get to first here yeah i think i think a fun place to start is the news that we started to get wind of yesterday about how michigan state and mel tucker are working towards i don't think it's finalized yet at this point but a massive massive contract extension 10 years 95 million dollars i think is what we're talking about here and i and i think this is interesting because from the moment sort of the LSU job kind of opened up, that name had been thrown around like, oh, Mel Tucker to LSU. Is he going to make that jump? That had kind of been a conversation that had been started. And Michigan State's like, we're not going to let this happen. We're going to keep our guy <laughs> in-house. I also saw somebody make a very funny joke on Twitter. Shout out to Mel Tucker and his agent for getting this deal done before they play Ohio State this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Uh, great kudos to them for getting it done. But I mean, good for Michigan State. They get some stability. Mel Tucker has done wonders since he's gotten there. He's got this team in a position right now where they can compete for the college football playoff. So I think this is it's obviously a big deal when you look at the numbers of it all. But I think for Mel Tucker, you know, congratulations. 
Well, it's certainly a region of the country that he's familiar with. He uh, He's from Cleveland, Ohio. He played college football at Wisconsin. You know, this is kind of his uh, his territory. Um, I, I think you can reasonably ask yourself the question, well, you know, has he – has he done enough? I know that they're nine and one this year and, and they're having a great season and everyone is rightfully excited about the direction of the program, but his one season at Colorado, he was five and seven last year, two and five. I might want to see a bit more before I start handing out, you know, nearly a $10 million a year contract, because let's face it. We've seen this, this go sour a lot where coaches flash early on in their 10 years with a team. And then the more that their fingerprints get on in operation, the, you know, the less consistent the results become. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Mel Tyker. I'm excited about him. I think he's a good football coach. I, I love what's happening with Michigan State, but I can understand anybody who believes that this is uh, a decision that maybe deserved a bit more time and a larger sample size to evaluate from. Uh, so what's, what's fun about Mel, right, is he's off the saving tree. Uh, he played at Wisconsin, as Joe mentioned, and then he was a GA at Michigan State uh, in the late 90s. Uh, and then, lo and behold, he ends up at LSU for one year as the defensive backs coach with Nick Saban there. So that was the pipeline, and that familiarity probably is is what had Michigan State so much on the defensive. And then he's with Nick at Alabama, and then he's with Kirby at Georgia. Then he goes to Colorado for one year, and that the, the terms in which he left – Colorado were kind of lame, but it was to take this Michigan State job, which is where he has so many of his roots. And it makes me at least feel a little bit better about how he he handled the Colorado stuff to know that, like, he's going to be here for a really long time. This is a job that he clearly wants, and it makes it a lot easier when you're getting offered nine and a half million dollars to take a job. This is, uh, in part, a testament to uh, the Big Ten Network, right, and and revenue sharing and the schools having a lot more money to be able to make moves like this. Uh, because you would not typically associate Michigan State as a school that's capable of banging and throwing around heavy hitting assets and competing with LSU. Uh, but but they now obviously have the the means in which to do that. And I think Mel Tucker is a great football coach and what he's been able to do with, with transfers uh, to kind of quickly rejuvenate this program. It was a freaking mess there. Uh at the end of this previous coaching regime and for him to come in and get guys like Kenneth Walker. And uh, it, it's been really impressive to see even guys that were there before he got there who are playing at a high level. You know, this is, I think a really exciting development for the big 10. Uh, it's always good when, when state is good uh, for the big 10. And I think he's going to live up to expectations here, but as Joe said, this is very, very quick. But I, I guess it's worth remembering that this uh, this is a testament to his entire coaching career and not just the tenure that that he's had at Michigan State because he's got NFL experience, like yeah. significant NFL experience too. That's kind of where I wanted to to take this because as we consider the opportunities that already exist across the college football landscape and the inevitable coaching carousel that exists in the NFL every year. You know, was Mel Tyker a guy that might get some NFL looks? And the reason I bring that up is because I remember seeing a tweet from somebody that's, you know, like an insider that 
I don't want to say who it is because I don't know. I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was something along the lines of that people want to get out of college and that, you know, whether it's NIL or just the, the transfer portals or the recruiting sagas that exist, that it's becoming everyone's objective to get to the NFL. Now, I know nine and a half million dollars a year speaks, you know, that's going to, that's going to change the mind of some people, but there's a part of me that thinks that Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker might have been a great candidate for an NFL team. And he's going to stay at Michigan state. It would appear. At least for the time being. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. So I just want to, because Kyle, you brought this up and I saw a lot of people talking about this on Twitter and there's actually been some reporting that, I think opens open my eyes to something on this because the initial reaction is when you see the 10 years, $95 million, you go, Oh, it's all that, you know, big 10 TV money. This is actually being funded by two boosters. Apparently like two boosters are putting up the money to be able to do this extension. So this is fun. So this is like, they're bought into him as a coach. Like this isn't, we have all these extra resources from the big 10 contract. These are a couple of boosters that go, we believe Mel Tucker's the guy we want to keep him here. We don't want to let him go anywhere else. And they're gonna they're gonna put up this money. I believe it was the Detroit Free Press that reported this yesterday. That that there's a one guy who's a mortgage mogul, the other guy's a marketing executive. That they're the funders for this contract extension. So, man, they're, they're bought in there in 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 Sparty. Chris, I know you're a big wrestling guy. Huge no, wrestling I was about guy. to say this. Yes, go ahead. I, I don't know if, if I'm going the same place that you are, Joe. You are. You are. These, I, know it. I I guarantee you, we're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> so these two boosters oh, no. are the higher power, right? You remember that storyline? Very good. Yes. Yes. And it's like you think you know who's running stuff around here, but next thing you know, boom, higher power, mysterious people behind the scenes that come in and they're making the decisions for for the university to guarantee that that their guy stays in place. And, it was uh, me all along, Austin. It was me all along. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. Joe, okay, where so were now, you going? Wait, yeah, I was just going to say, no. That, wasn't yeah, that. No, it wasn't that. Please. So we, we always unnecessarily have to uh, have conversations like who wins the Royal Rumble if you put the coaches in, in a match. And I think Mel Tucker, very clearly the winner in the college ranks. In all, all of college. In all yeah. of college, Mel Tucker wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Man, I, I, I don't – this is too big of a question for me to try to just answer this right now. Like, I'd like some time on this. Take the time that you need and come back whenever you have a better answer. This is like – this is a full week's worth of content to go through each conference <laughs> and determine who the big, biggest contender for the Royal Rumble is. I feel pretty good as I consider to a high level think this through. I think my guy's got a real real shot here. It's, yeah, I need more I need more time on this. Right. You've thrown me you've thrown me for a loop here. Mario Cristobal's got a good chance. Yeah, he's he's that, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's sure. that's a good answer. That's a very good answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> Chris Mel, T- Mel Tucker, not the only news. So what else do we have today? So, okay. So I in in doing preparation for the show, I saw a story that was like you know, Lane Kiffin, potential candidate for the Miami Hurricanes job. And I'm like, all right, you win. You'll get the click from me. I'll click on your story. So I clicked on the story. It was a tweet and a link back to another story. And I'm just going to read you the headline here. It goes, Nevin Shapiro claims Lane Kiffin is the top candidate to become the next Miami Hurricanes head coach. And I don't know if any of you out there, Kyle, Joe, any of the listeners, had the same reaction that I had when I read that 
blurb, who the heck is Nevin Shapiro was my was the first question that I asked is who is this guy that is claiming that, you know, Lane Kiffin could become the next Miami head coach. So I read the story and, I, you know, Dan Wetzel reached out to infamous Hurricanes booster Nevin Shapiro and Shapiro points to, to Lane Kiffin as the top candidate to replace uh, Manny Diaz. And then this is the paragraph that I find very interesting that I'm going to read to you from this story from the Clarion Ledger. Quote, Shapiro achieved infamy from being at the center of Miami violating NCAA rules from 2001 to 2010. It led to Miami instituting a postseason ban for football in 2011 and 2020 or in 2012. Right. Shapiro also received a 20 year federal prison sentence for a $930 million Ponzi scheme. So you know what? Not going to be the source on this one for me. If he's claiming that Elaine Kippen is going to be the next head coach, uh, at Miami, I'm gonna not necessarily a reliable source in this instance. I would agree, uh, but can we all also agree that there's like next to zero chance that Lane is at Ole Miss next year? So, is what do you think at like, LSU? Like that's the one that everyone keeps pointing to, but I don't know. Does that make sense? He left Tennessee for USC. Fair, and that didn't work out very well for him. So yeah, don't, well, do you think do you think yeah. lessons learned on that? Like n- not to bolt right away. Like I feel like he's learned on that. He's been there two years. I mean, it, what, he, okay. I first mean, of he, all, he, Ole Miss isn't a bad job. It's not. Right? No, <laughs> it's a good job. But in the SEC alone, it is a top blank job. Well, you'd have to say Alabama, eight. Georgia. Oh, you think eight? Texas A and M, LSU is ahead of it. That's four. You really think so? They got the their they got the facilities not, figured out, right? Yeah, not the state of the program right now, yeah. but the job. Yeah, it's probably. I would say because they got their facilities worked out. Yes. Would Would you put it ahead of Tennessee? I would put it ahead of Tennessee because it feels like Tennessee's constant that that athletic department's constantly chasing their own tail, right? Yeah. So it's like if you're not good from the top down, then I don't know how how you yeah. can say it's a good job. Right. Um, yeah. So where, wherever that is, six, 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 to, six to eight. Yeah. And most importantly, you put LSU in front of it, and that's a job that has a vacancy. And is do do we all buy into this idea that Kiffin just embraces the Saban rivalry? Because if so, then does. it's obvious that he's going to LSU, and that's his final resting spot, right? Like. Unless there's some NFL opportunity for him, and I, I have no idea about that. What do you? What are your thoughts on Lane as a coach? I think that's has he done enough between the falling out with the Raiders, right, to kind of rehabilitate himself in your eyes personally to call him a high quality, very good head football coach. Because I think there's some people that are always going to cling to the way things went with the Raiders and the meteoric rise through Tennessee and yeah. USC and like too much too soon. And like that, he's always going to have that perception from some people. Yeah, I get that. And I think we all, man, we're, we all know that going through adversity and things in your life makes you a better for it. Like you come out the other side, you should better. And like maybe, Lane is better for everything that he went through early on. You know, he's an older, more mature human being at this point. And I I don't want to dismiss that because I think that could be used positively to, you know, I think it certainly has. I mean, based on the way this Ole Miss team looks this year. 
So yeah. I, I like that dynamic. That doesn't scare me off. Um, and I, I just kind of feel like he's more suited for the college game anyways. Now, if he has ambitions to go to the NFL, that's a different story. But to me, he's a tailor-made college football coach. And LSU's widely received as a, probably a top five job like in college football, right? Like that's really, really like the cream of the crop type position. And so if he can get to LSU, I mean, he's kind of at that spot where he can envision himself staying at, you know, for the long haul. He's only 46 years old. Right. So that's kind of my thoughts on that, but. Here's, here's a fun follow-up question. We were talking about where it ranks, where Ole Miss ranks in the SEC as far as jobs. We didn't mention the two new members of the SEC. Oklahoma and Texas. <laughs> I always I keep forgetting about that. It's 2025, right? Uh, uh, 2024, right? I, I forget about it too with the way season. Texas has been playing. Yeah. I mean, there we could spend a lot of time talking about the Texas program. Holy cow. Steve Sarkeesian going to last another year? <laughs> they lost to Kansas after dropping like multiple. No, 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 no. They lost to Kansas at home. They didn't lose in Lawrence. They lost to, to Kansas at home, who hadn't beat the, beaten them at home since 1901. That's 120 years. Also, I think, my answer is P, I also think my answer is P.J. Fleck for which coach wins the Royal Rumble. That's a bad take. Fleck? Row the boat, baby. We gave you he, an infinite amount of time to come would, up with an answer, and you come back hastily dude, with P.J. Fleck? He would play to the crowd, he, the energy. He, he, I, He's a cruiserweight, Chris. Not, right. High flying, can't catch him, moving around all over the place. And until he goes for a – what's it called? And I will say the, cruise, him and power yeah, the cruiserweight him over the top route. It is fair. I have a big risk here because if you're a cruiserweight, you do high flying moves, more chance to just get pushed out over the top yeah, rope. I understand the risk I'm taking. Right over the top rope. Somebody's I'll gonna take my chances. Irish whip somebody else into the corner and they're gonna knock him off the top top turnbuckle. And he's he's tumbling out. As just collateral. It's a bad take. Joe's like, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> just looking at Lane Kiffin's resume. That's all I'm doing here. He's not he's not winning the, the Royal Rumble. I'll tell you that. Wayne? No, no. I always think about Al Davis whenever, uh, <laughs> whenever he fired him. Do you remember that press conference? I can't honestly oh, say I remember whatever details. <laughs> it was it was something I won't forget. I'm gonna have to just, go YouTube it with cause. He just kept on saying with cause. <laughs> oh man! All right. So where 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 do we where do we land here? I think he's going to LSU. That's my final prediction. I would I would take the field over Ole Miss. I don't know about oh, where specifically, but I would take the field over Ole don't, Miss. Don't do the Joe Marino take the field. Pick something here. Lane Kiffin's coaching who in 2022? Not the Ole Miss Rebels. You're not going to peer pressure me to make it a pick. I, I don't have convictions one way or another. I okay. would love for it to be the University of Miami. And I think they... they... <sighs> Why would he go to Miami? How is that a better job than Ole Miss? I can tell you that uh, the Miami Hurricanes athletic program just committed uh, to spending an additional 20 to $30 million a year on their athletic department uh, starting immediately. 
okay, so they're going to be somewhere 50% less than LSU? And let me ask you this. What's an easier program to turn around and be competitive within their respective conference? Well, I, I understand that angle. My, but here's the thing. Well, you just to asked me, me what my justification was for yeah, why I go to Miami. I'm giving I you the it, answers. If I had to counter that, I would say, well, what is? we don't know what Lane Kiffin's ambitions are. To me, he's a college coach that should try to get to his final resting place to like build his legacy somewhere. And to me, that's LSU. Final resting place. Guy's trying to guy's trying to kill Lane Kiffin. No, Jesus. I'm saying like eventually you get this. This guy's had how many? People don't have this many opportunities. He's coached Tennessee, USC, Florida Atlantic, and Ole Miss. We're talking about a fourth Power Five job, like premier spot. Like at some some point, you gotta you gotta be somewhere and do Mike. something for a period of time. My guy is just living his best Coach Doug's lifestyle, to borrow it from uh, the part of my take, guys, right, with Coach Doug's, and they played NCAA 14, and every year he was just at a different program. He just did not stay put. It's the same thing. He's living his best Coach Doug's lifestyle. I'd hate it. What else we got today, guys? I have one more story for you guys. Well, I have, I have a college football storyline. I have one more, and then we can do very quickly the Senior Bowl stuff. Quote from Gary Barta. Quote from who? Said it, Gary Barta, the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee. So you can know okay. where I'm, you know where I'm going with this. Quote. All right, hold on, let me pull up the rankings. Set aside watching the games. That's certainly yeah. a part of it. But statistically, nope. that, in just about no. every category, no. offensively and defensively, <laughs> no. Michigan comes out on top over Michigan State, end quote. Gary Barta, shut up. Just do Gary. yourself a favor. Stop. You're making it worse every time you open your mouth. Set aside watching the games. Can't. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Can't do it. And I said this on Twitter. So you're going to tell me that you're going to set aside actually watching the games and use statistics to make an argument for Michigan over Michigan State. Yet me, mid-major Chris, presents a statistical case for Cincinnati to be considered or UCF in years past or BYU or Coastal or any of the years I pick a team and be like, this team's not represented very well. And I use statistics. And do you know what I get slapped with? Well, did you watch the games? Did you see how they played? They, they didn't play very well. So <laughs> you're just making it up as you go. Stop. Chris, we've known this. This is an invitational. This is not a playoff. This is an invitation. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And there's only so many schools that are even on the short list to get into the club that night. And if you're not a top three program in a power five conference that has the resume, you're not invited to the party. Sorry to tell you. How about this for a counter? And I, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I don't no. agree with what he said, but the college football playoff rankings has Michigan over Michigan State just like the coaches poll does. I have their logic is flawed. Their logic is flawed because if that's their case for putting Michigan over Michigan State, then put Ohio State in front of Oregon, you cowards. You're being cowards. That's what you're doing. The coaches poll does have that. So 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 the coaches You love poll the coaches poll. It's Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, Ohio State. You're 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 swooning over that. Yeah, coaches poll. They're getting it right because you know what? Coaches watching the games, they know what's going on. <laughs> they see Cincinnati and they go, "That's a good football team." Pretty simple. Pretty they easy. Got them three. They got them three. That's a that to, to me that might be the best argument you can make. 
that the coaches have Cincinnati at three. And the coaches you know have you Ohio know what State factored over in the coaches poll? You know what factored in the coaches poll? The BCS. Let's go back. <laughs> Take the top four, do a playoff that way. The BCS wasn't perfect, but it is better than the system we have now. I agree. That's probably a hot take, but I am wholeheartedly 1 million percent on board with that take. Let's let's especially if you expand it to four teams. If you did a BCS with four teams, I think we'd be fine. Yeah. What are you going to complain that you're the fifth team out? Okay, then don't lose a game. Because you're guaranteed to not have an undefeated fifth team that's left out. Correct. Coaches have UTSA at uh, 18 and the, the playoffs at uh, 20... 24. 22. Yeah, well, they weren't ranked in the first edition, which was which was dumb. But that neither here nor there. I made my case this week for why the playoffs dumb. Joe, you wanted to talk about Senior Bowl invites. Yeah, no, Joe, I, who's, the, who's the player you're most excited oh. to see accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl? Man, um, I want to talk a whole lot more about this. We'll, so we'll do some more tomorrow. Um, but... The guy that I'm interested in seeing is Trey Turner, wide receiver, Virginia Tech. All Makes a lot of plays in a bad time. offense. So I think this will be a good showcase for him. Had had the whole board to pick from, picked an ACC guy. Not he had a, every The whole world yep. is his oyster. And yep. he pick, picked, picked an Trey ACC Turner. guy. He picked the exact same guy we knew he was going to pick no matter what. Anyway. Well, it's what came to mind, man. I'm dialed into this stuff all year. Of course, Chad gonna... Muma, baby. Let's go. Chad Muma. Chad Muma's in. <laughs> Accepted invite. We will. This will be a Chad Muma stand podcast before the draft cycle is over. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you we're going to be back tomorrow with a Friday free-for-all. So make sure you plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, that's going to put a boat on it today on the Draft Dudes podcast. Make it a great Thursday, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.